Hello there! You're listening to I Love This, You Should Too! Welcome back for another week of Spooktober Picks! I'm here with my co-host, Indy. Hello, everyone. And I am Samantha. And we're uh, go- moving on to our second spooky pick of the month. Well, third, because we had Halloween in the middle. I forgot about the bonus episode. Yes. So you guys retreated last week to a Wednesday release episode, which is so different for us. So, Indy, how are you enjoying your Spooktober so far? Well, it is the spookiest time of the year, so I'm doing pretty good. I've been uh, watching, you know what, not as many horror movies as I'd like. Yeah? I know so many people who do the 31 for 31. Oh, yeah. Like a new one every day. Yeah, that's... Nuts. Like, I, I don't have the time, and uh, good on them for doing it. You know what? I need to make the time. No excuses. <laughs> no excuses? I should get it done. You're just, like, shutting down your life for October. Yeah, just... well, I should be. Yeah. I slept for, like, a good four or five hours the other day. That could have been two movies in that time. <laughs> like, at night? Sure, whatever. Like, you're going to sacrifice sleeping at night to watch 31 movies? Uh, yeah, if I, if I were a real fan, I would be. But I think you're no. putting a little bit too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. we When we talk like this, it seems like I'm the big like horror movie guy. But yeah. amongst like my friends, I'm not like a huge horror guy because I know people who are like real into it. Like, oh. I think most horror movies that are made are not very good. But hmm. it's just the good ones. Oof, they're good. <laughs> Have you been enjoying your Spooktober thus far? It's been good. It's been really good. I haven't been watching any horror movies. <laughs> Except the ones that we watched together Except for the for ones this. that we're watching together for the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my Halloween costume ready to go. I'm excited for spooky podcasts. All my favorite podcasts are doing spooky kind of October things like we are. So I'm enjoying that. That's kind of where my scariness has been coming from is from like spooky stories on podcasts. I feel all of that is relatively new. Uh, Just everyone kind of embracing Halloween a Mm -hmm. lot more. Because I know growing up, a few TV shows would do Halloween episodes, but that wasn't a given by any means. But these days, podcasts, TV shows, everything, they're they're getting all spooky all month. And that's great. I love it. I love it too. And yeah, like, I don't have the time to sit and watch a scary movie every night. So I feel like listening to a scary episode of a podcast is like kind of equal. Yeah. So I think that segues nicely into what we're going to be doing today. So of course, I am going to be bringing a movie to Samantha, something she has never seen before. But before we do that, we thought we would talk about our top three Halloween picks for things to watch. Yes. And first of all, how did you come up with your list? What is what does something need to go on to be one of your Spooktober picks? Um, I think a good quality film that is engaging and scary, but not not full of like jump scares and that kind of thing. Because I really hate jump scares. <laughs> um, one of my Spooktober picks isn't scary at all. But I'll explain why that's on my list later. (laughs) I definitely separate Halloween movies from horror movies. Yes. Because I love a lot of horror movies that are not Halloween-y at Mm -hmm. all. So when I was picking my Halloween spooktober picks, I thought it's definitely more the fun side of horror. Yes. I treated this list as what would you actually want to watch on Halloween night? Mm. So on Halloween night, I don't always want to watch 
sit and watch something really serious that you're really immersed in. Yes. Sometimes I like something spooky, but uh, fun as well. Well, and on Halloween night, if you live in a house, you're getting up every five minutes to maybe give out candy or people might be dropping by your house and you might be having a party. So it it really kind of depends and it has to be something that isn't like, I need to sit and watch this in silence kind of movie. Right. So I think... It's time for us to reveal our lists of the top three things that we want to watch on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Indy, what's your number three? I'm going to start with the 2007-ish uh, film, Trick or Treat. And that's trick and then the letter R and treat. Yes. So I showed you that one last Halloween. Do you remember that at all? Yes. Um, it has the, the person is like a little demon Named Sam. Named Sam. Halloween Sam. We're not all demons, I promise. Most of them. But the, why I like this one so much, so it is based upon Halloween. It takes place on Halloween. Yes. And it's kind of legends of Halloween. Mm -hmm. And I love this one a lot because it almost, uh creates some mythology itself and we don't get to see that a lot in halloween movies and it's a fun one it It is is kind of scary i guess a bit it's like a horror in the horror genre but it's not a really scary movie no it's a little spooky but it's a lot of fun and it plays almost like an anthology I loved old horror anthologies that we used to get more often, like the Twilight Zone and Creepshow, things like that, that we don't see as much. And this one, although the stories are all actually taking place in the same town, mm-hmm. and they do kind of get interwoven, it's definitely a uh, an anthology kind of style. And it has a few different genres of horror. Yeah. There's some supernatural stuff, there's like some urban legend type stuff, and there's some where it's just like, yeah, your neighbor's a killer. So it kind of is all over the place. I think this one is probably one that's going to last for a long time. I think it has a good feel about it that it would be kind of timeless. It's not too much stuck in one period. I feel like in 30 years, people can still watch this on Halloween and they'll still like it. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't have a lot of really dating like things in it. Yeah. And it was supposed to be released in 2007. That's why I said 2007-ish. But it just kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And it never actually got a full theatrical release. Really? It did festivals and things, but it wasn't until it was released on DVD, which was probably around 2009-ish, that it really picked up. But yeah, never got a proper release. Interesting. And I just heard... That they are doing a sequel. Really? So the same director is going to do a, a sequel, which I'm looking forward to. I think that will be coming out next Halloween. Oh, well, we'll have to revisit that next year. Maybe that'll be our bonus episode. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah Trick or Treat. That's my Halloween pick for a good, fun Halloween watch. What is your number three movie? Um, My number three is the best Halloween movie ever. Then, But it's not your number one. No, but it's the third best Halloween movie ever. Right. Um, It's the 2011 Spooky Buddies, which is basically a movie about Pip, Zelda, Rodney, and Skip. And um, they have to fight a warlock and save the world. And... Um, make sure that everyone in their town is safe and it's like golden retriever puppies. Yeah, you and never mentioned are... that those characters are all dogs. Oh, yes, they're all puppies. Um, so there's some like really funny kind of dubbing and um, 
and they run downstairs a lot and it's the best thing ever. It it ends up being um, really cute because they're all wearing puppies wearing costumes. So like, what what more could you want from a movie? So I hate to do it on this movie, but I think the characters you listed those were like side dogs, like Pip and Zelda. Those were like not the main dogs. The main dogs are still the buddies who are um, Rose. Oh my god, why do I know this? Rosebud <laughs> is the girl. And there's B-Dog. He's like the rapper one who I, I did not like that one. And then there's Buddha and Butterball. But Butterball, like Bud, because they're all buds. Right. And Mudbud. Mudbud is the one who's always dirty, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're right. So, yeah, check out Spooky Buddies for good uh, for good dog spookiness. It's a, it's a kid's movie, in case that wasn't apparent. Yeah. It's like a Disney's, I assume, straight to DVD kind of thing. I think so. I think so. And it's from a like collection of movies. So you guys can have a day of buddy movies and just watch puppies run around and be adorable. I hope we see the first buddy movie because I think they're all descendants of Airbud. Because it's a spinoff of the Airbud series, right? Yes. Yeah. So, but Airbud could not talk. He's just a sports dog. Right. I think, wow, we need to like get into it and really break down the buddy universe. <laughs> there seems to be some inconsistencies with I it. think we need to do a bonus episode on the buddy universe. <laughs> the buddy. Well, we've seen Santa buddies. Yes. Oh my God, was that cute. The search for Santa paws? Yes. I think there's more than one of those, the Christmas ones. Yes. There's, there's like a couple different puppy-based movies for kids. And oh, there's a lot. But I think the the buddies universe is the one that we've watched most of. <laughs> yes, I like that we're saying that like like the Marvel universe. Yeah. It's like the buddies universe. I think they're both just as legitimate. Yeah, absolutely. For my second pick, I'm not going to say much about it because just go listen to the last episode. My second pick is the 1978 John Carpenter classic. Halloween. Well, that's so funny because my second pick is the 1978 John Carpenter classic Halloween. Well, that works out nicely. And yeah, we don't really have to say too much because no. we did a whole episode we on did. it. It's very good. Um, it is one of the more serious pay attention ones, but still not as intense as yeah. a lot of other horror movies. So you could still watch it, but it takes place on Halloween night, which makes it great for watching. Exactly. Yes. On so Halloween night. go back an episode and listen to that. Um, and... Uh, now we're going to discuss our number one movie to watch on Halloween. Indy, what is yours? So my number one thing to watch on Halloween is actually not a movie. I'm going with Simpsons Halloween episodes. Oh. Just in general, the Treehouse of Horror series. There is so much good stuff. And I think it may be at the very top of my most beloved things to ever be on television. Like huh. Simpsons Halloween episodes have such a special place in my heart. I remember as a kid, me and my best friend going out and trick-or-treating, and that year Halloween fell on whatever day The Simpsons came out on. Like it was Sundays? Well, it was Thursdays for a while, then it was Sundays, but mm. it kind of went all over the place. Right. But that year, we were trick-or-treating, and I was probably... 10 or so and there's nothing more important than candy to no, a 10 year old exactly but we stopped came home and watched the simpsons halloween episode Aww. and then continued on our day and this because was, they were that good this was galen yeah shout out to galen hi Bingo. galen <laughs> <laughs> although i don't know that he listens to our podcast so he better but yeah the simpsons halloween episodes they're so good 
They were so good. <laughs> like The Simpsons and like anything that goes on for 30 years, my life, those episodes, it's gonna not be as great as it used to be. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that was depressing. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. That took a very dark turn. But for the longest time before it was just parodies of things, they were mostly always parodies of horror movies. Yes. But for many years now, they've just been doing a parody of anything. So there'll be like a cat in the hat one. There's like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Smith spy thing. That's weird. Yeah, that's not Halloween-y at all. No. And they used to always do like a good framing story. And I loved the framing story in the Simpsons one. Right. So whether it was the originals where they're telling ghost stories in the actual treehouse, they all had bad dreams, or they're telling stories um, just sitting around on a Halloween night. Yeah. Those ones are really good, but do you, you've seen some of those, I've seen I take it? some of them. The Simpsons was something that I watched with my family, uh, kind of, I think when it was on Sunday nights, I remember us. Oh, family watching. This doesn't seem like a family show to me. No, it does not seem like a family show to me either, uh, but we did, and uh, so I do remember seeing, um, they were probably reruns. Um, of past Treehouse of Horrors, but I've I've seen quite a few, and then we've also um, watched them, you and I, together over the years. A little bit, because during October, Spooktober, my apologies, Spooktober. I just kind of have them on constantly. I've seen probably the first one 30-ish times, wow. because every year I watch all of them. Right. So it's getting to be quite a few. So I think if you haven't seen them, you can go watch any of the first 10, and it's going to be great. Yes. But some of my favorites are maybe um, number four, which had uh, The Devil and Homer Simpson, Terror at Five and a Half Feet, which is maybe my single favorite. I really love it. There's Ooh. a gremlin on the side of the bus. That you were one. just watching that one. I was just watching that one. And the Dracula one. Uh, number six has a Shining parody. Oh, you've never seen The Shining, have you? No. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> and uh, Nightmare Cafeteria, where they're eating the students. Oh. And then the first three are all really good. Like, number one has Bad Dream House, cause, yeah. and I love a good Haunted House one. Actually, you know what? Bad Dream House might be my favorite. So many of these might be my favorite. And uh, Hungry Are the Dam. Number two had The Monkey's Paw. And number three had, uh, oh, the... The evil crusty doll. Oh, yeah, yeah. We met a guy the other day with an evil crusty doll tattoo. Yeah. Shout and... out to the bartender from Zero Issues Brewing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was also his birthday, and I was oh, wearing yeah. a Ned Flanders as the devil button, and he had complimented that, so I, I gave him that button for his birthday. a birthday present. But that is nice I could go on and on and list all the good ones, but that would be a whole episode in itself, and maybe that might be my pick for next Halloween, because that's how much I love this. Oh, so the one that really stuck with me for that was the um, Raven, or the Edgar Allan Poe Yes, the Raven. Episode. The very first one. Was that the first one? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And I, I remember it, and I think I've seen it maybe more than... More than twice. And I think teachers trying to be cool all around the world played that and it's like, see kids, Edgar Allan Poe, The Simpsons. I think that might have been one of the times yeah. that I saw it was yeah, they in all, like an English class. It. Yeah. I'm sure though if teachers used it today, they'd be kids would be like, The Simpsons, that's not cool either. It came out the same time as Edgar Allan Poe, didn't it? That's what they think. Because <laughs> it's so old. Yeah. Yeah. The kids, kids don't watch The Simpsons, but then again, I don't watch new episodes of The Simpsons either. Yeah. I go back and watch them at some point, but yeah. Old ones, so good. Anyways, that'll be for my Simpsons podcast, which one day, I will, God willing, I will make. And what is your number one spooky pick? My number one pick is the 1973 
movie The Exorcist. Oh, you had me at 1973, I know, but you, you won me over the at The Exorcist. Um, so I think I talked in um, the pre Gerald game episode about how this was probably one of the first horror movies that I ever saw, mm-hmm. and. Um, it's, Wait, you like The Exorcist? I never got that impression yeah, before. Yeah, I liked it. Huh. I don't think I enjoyed it the first time I saw it. That's the thing. Because I wasn't prepared and it was like the first really scary thing I'd ever seen. Can we just take a break and go watch The Exorcist now? I, <laughs> it's sitting right there. Of course, I have it. It's right next to the Blu-ray player right now. Um, maybe later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I, I would like to watch it again. I think it's been a couple of years since I've seen it. I, I, I really enjoyed it probably the second or the third time I saw it because the first time I was, I think I was just too young. And you've seen The Exorcist three times? Probably more. What? Like this five? is boggling my mind because you've seen like five horror movies, <laughs> but you've seen The Exorcist three times. Yeah. Well, that's a high bar. Yeah. Wow. So you only watch like the real good stuff. Yeah. I need to show you some bad horror movies. I'm a purist. And then we can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so it, it kind of grew on me. It uh, wasn't something that I liked. So it definitely grew on me. And as I've grown up and become more like open to scary things, it's definitely um, got all the right things in it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a fantastic movie. I think that's directed by Friedkin, who is kind of a... Uh, a tyrant of a director and he did terrible things to his cast to get him to give those performances. Yeah. He's kind of notorious for that. The other thing I really like about it is all of the like scary stories of things that happened on The Exorcist, yes. like filming. Mm-hmm. And I actually listened, I've listened to a couple of podcast episodes from other podcasts that uh, have kind of done a deep dive into it and really kind of fleshed out all of those things and said how they're true or how they're not true. And it was it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I actually just finished reading the novel. Oh. Because it was based on a novel. Of course, because it's Spooktober, I've been reading spooky things yes. as well. So that was one of them. It's quite good. I, I really enjoyed to, the book. I might have to read that. Yeah, there's uh, some parts where it was legitimately scary, but they kind of became few and far between but overall it's still a, still a very good book and a very good movie i haven't seen it in quite a long time i it's one that i love but i don't watch movies like that what is going on oh, oh. the books are just flying around oh in our God. studio right now it's the exorcist <laughs> wait no that'd be good we want an exorcist oh no, no no i mean like our house is turning into the exorcist oh it's bazuzu it's Bazuzu. Captain Howdy himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exorcist. So. Good movie. Yeah, everyone go check it out. <laughs> and we'll watch it later. Yes. I did want to watch it because I just finished reading it, so I'd like to, to watch it again. But that wasn't your pick for this week, right? No. Because I had known that you'd seen The Exorcist. I just didn't know that you liked it that much. Yeah. Yeah. It's a classic, and I, I enjoy it. So, Indy, what are we watching this week? All right. So you like classics. Yes. You like the 70s. You love real intense horror. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to build it up anymore because it speaks for itself. We are going to be watching The Shining. Oh. So The Shining came out in 1980, but I hear it was about a five-year production. So it's kind of a uh, 1970s movie still. Uh, it's a Stanley Kubrick-directed film. Are you familiar with him at all? 
I know the name. I don't know that I could, like, name anything that... Sure. He's maybe my favorite director. He's in the top five for sure, and I think one of the, the most brilliant directors of all time. Also kind of a tyrant on the set, and he <laughs> did some terrible things to his actors get to get performances as well. But he's the director of um, Full Metal Jacket, Clockwork Orange, which is we'll probably do on this yeah. show at some point, uh, Lolita, Dr. Strangelove, 2001... And The Shining. Hmm. Okay. And I think The Shining is the greatest horror movie ever made. Ever? Yeah, I really do. Ever made? Yep. Wow. And of course, maybe through the years of this podcast, because we're going to be doing it for years. Right? Forever. Yeah. So we're, this is our like future <laughs> this is our career life, path now. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll walk that back and say, like, oh, you know what? This is really good, too. But... If you had to get me to pick one, that would be the one I'd pick. And it's not a controversial pick at all, because so many people, if you ask them what's the best horror movie ever made, that's going to be, I think, the most chosen one. I think The Exorcist is probably up there, too, for a lot of people. Yeah. But The Shining is a near-perfect film in general, in my mind. Wow, that's and, high praise. And I think it's probably the only horror movie in my top five-ish favorite movies ever. It's okay. Well, very I'm good. I'm excited. Um, when I was going to bring this to you, I usually talk about all sorts of things in the pre-episode, but I don't know how to go about talking about The Shining because there's so much to it. Okay. And I feel like you can't get all of this information because it's probably the most dissected a movie maybe ever because hmm. Kubrick is such a like master craftsman that everything that is in a shot is very intentional. Huh. And I mean, if there's something on the wall that's placed above someone's head, it's done for a reason and it means something. Hmm. And because of that, people read into it most often way too much. There's entire documentaries based on trying to decode The Shining. Oh, there's interesting. There's one called Room 237, which has like one or two good ideas and thousands of like crackpot <laughs> theories about what's going on in The Shining. Right. And it's also one of the most praised ones. So I could say like, oh, you need to watch out for this and this and this. But I think that's going to take away from it. I think yeah. all we should do is I'll say, I love it and we're going to watch it. Okay. But there's another reason that we really need to watch this movie. <laughs> so um, I hate talking about personal stuff. You kind of like a little more than I do. <laughs> I but do, we're going to get into it right now. Yeah. So how did we meet? Um, we met at a Halloween party at our good friend Mike and Kelsey's. You know what? We should also give about give a shout out to Mike. He's a, he's a great artist, and he has a lot of work out under the name Ironclad Folly. Yes. And I'll put a link to his um, Etsy shop or Instagram or something. Yes. There's a lot of really cool work and a lot of really fun stuff, too. And he's just recently started working in that creative field, so he gets to just do that for a living. Yeah. Which is but awesome. we digress. Uh, I'd been going to this Halloween party for a while, for a few years. Mm -hmm. It's... People say epic a lot for parties, but they have epic this Halloween epic. parties. Like they are currently building a hedge maze in their front yard. Do you know why they would build a hedge maze? No. So they have <laughs> themes every year. Yes. And uh, the year we met, it was kind of an Old West theme. Yes. So you were? I was uh, like toy cowgirl. Yeah. And I had um, some werewolf prosthetics from this movie <laughs> that I had been in in the past. So I was an old west cowboy wolf man. An old west cow wolf. Yeah. Uh, wolf cow. No. Cowboy. So wolf man. Yeah. I'm going to say cow wolf. Cow wolf man. Boy. 
<laughs> Either way. And then they had a, a Christmas-themed one where the entire basement was like an ice cave. They literally built an ice cave. Yeah. It's insane. And this year's theme is? Hotel. So as soon as we heard this uh, a year ago at the party, I said, oh, we should dress as the Grady Twins. And you're like, what are the Grady Twins? And I said, don't worry about it. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so we have the dresses hanging in our closet right yes. now. But you've never seen The Shining, no. where the Grady, Grady Twins come from. Yeah. Also, Hedge Maze. Also, Hedge Maze. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so one of the things that I know about The Shining mm -hmm. is that the hotel that it is set in is based on the Stanley Hotel. Maybe. I don't know, because I know um, Stephen King apparently had some sort of instance, incidents at the Stanley Hotel, but this seems different. And I think the only things that are really in common are like, oh, they're both spooky hotels. But perhaps, maybe there's some, because there's so many stories about the Stanley Hotel. Yes, I've listened to a few podcasts about that too, and we actually listened to one yesterday. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, And it's a gorgeous hotel, and I think one of the really cool, creepy things about it is that for a very long time, there was, it was almost inaccessible during the winter months. Oh, I, sorry, I had the Stanley Hotel mixed up with, what's that one in LA that all that creepy stuff happened where it's like a Skid Row, not so nice hotel. Uh, so yes, it is based on the Stanley Hotel. I was thinking of that, that Los Angeles one, you know, like the, the infamous Alyssa Lamb and some serial killer stayed there for some time, but... Either way. Yeah. So it is kind the of The Cecil. On. The Hotel Cecil. Yes. That's the um, one I was thinking. The Stanley Hotel is in Colorado. Yes, it is based on that. And it is like before they had reliable vehicles and that kind of thing. It was inaccessible in the winter months if there was a big snowstorm. And there's actually stories that I've heard of people who basically were trapped there for six months because they couldn't get in or out. Yes. I would love to go to the Stanley Hotel. It sounds so cool. What else do you know about it? Do you know anything that happens in it? The characters? So it has Jack Nicholson, who I was gonna you're say, familiar with. I feel like I've seen still shots of this movie. So obviously, because we're being the Grady Twins for Halloween, I have Googled it because I was trying to figure out what we needed to buy for our costumes. Um, so I've seen a picture of them in a hallway. Mm -hmm. And I know the pattern from the carpet yeah that's big that's big because yeah. i i saw someone um on instagram that had that had a pattern on the skirt mm -hmm. like she had a skirt that ha was this pattern and my friend leaned over and said oh hey that's like murder carpet pattern and i was like it's from the shining right and she's like yeah that's from the shining so that's something that i know and then i've seen a picture of jack nicholson jack nicholson i've seen a picture of jack nicholson I think, which I assume is from the movie, and he looks really crazy and kind of sweaty. I bet when you watch it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I've seen that, I've yeah. seen that, I've seen that. It's kind of in our culture without us even knowing it. Like a lot of the, like the real classics. Yes. There's so many references to it. There's so many ripoffs of it. Yeah. There's so many parodies of it that it's kind of always there. There's a really good Simpsons one, The Shinning. The shitting. <laughs> yeah. It's very good. I can't wait to watch that. I am really excited to see this movie. Should we watch a little trailer? I would love a trailer. Meet Jack Torrance. I'm outlining a new writing project. He's a writer looking for inspiration. Lots of ideas. No good ones. Meet Danny. He's a kid looking for a dad. There's hardly anybody to play with around here. Nah. What's up, Doc? 
Jack just can't finish his book. I don't want to sound melodramatic, but there's no way to make it economically feasible. Here's to five miserable months. But now, sometimes what we need the most is just around the corner. I'm your new foster father. I'd do anything. Climbing up on Salisbury Hill. I love it. I could see the city light. My heart going boom, boom, boom. Son, he said, grab your things, I'm gonna take you home. Shiny. as a romantic comedy. <laughs> oh, I thought I might be able to flee. No, I, I know enough about The Shining that it's not a rom-com. So I showed Samantha a uh, The Shining recut as a like a feel-good movie, and yeah. the link is in the uh, the show notes as well. I do enjoy those ones, especially when they make um, like light-hearted movies into horror movies. Mm-hmm. I, I actually really enjoy those. There's been... Mary Poppins is a good one. Yeah, and they cut... I think they did a Bring It On as a horror movie one and like i i do enjoy sometimes watching a whole bunch of them in a row (laughs) but i didn't want to give away too much of the shining i'll show you an actual trailer that came out in 1980 but it gives away like nothing which i think is great but it kind of sets the mood okay so let's watch this one sure That was a very cool trailer, actually. What was it for those of us who can't see? Which is all of us, because it's a podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Um, It was a kind of what you assume is a still shot of a bank of elevators in a hotel, you're assuming. Um, and there's scrolling text uh, kind of introducing all the people in the movie and who directed it and what it's based on. And then um, all of a sudden... I'm assuming it's blood comes rushing out of the elevator and the door slowly opens and it almost looked like that there was somebody like hiding in the elevator. Oh. Like I kind of could see like a like an outline huh. of someone. I've never noticed a person in there and I'll have to look for that. It didn't look like flat, like a just like a dark elevator would look. Mm-hmm. It looked like there was like kind of a shape outline. Oh, interesting. But maybe that was just my brain being yeah. like, this is spooky and there's clearly like a murderer in the elevator, a ghost yeah. or something. So that's like a famous shot from the film of the elevator full of blood. Although, yeah, that shows nothing. I feel like it sets the mood oh. quite well for it. The music is really interesting. It puts you on edge. Yes. I love the theme of The Shining. We talked about that with Halloween. Yes. The Shining theme is also very good. It was done by uh, Wendy Carlos, who I didn't realize like... At the time, this is in uh, the mid-70s, there's probably not too many 
like transgender people working in the movie industry, but mm. Wendy Carlos, she did good work. Oh, okay. And she has a, a really good theme. She did uh, Clockwork Orange as well, which oh, okay. I love. That's why I, I know her. Yeah, it sets things up nicely. Do you think you're uh, kind of ready for watching? Yes, I am so ready and I'm excited. It's um, definitely one of those movies that people are like, you haven't seen The Shining? I think mm-hmm. even my mom was shocked that I hadn't seen The Shining <laughs> when we were talking about like the podcast with her and some of the movies we'd kind of thrown around and said like, what we might what do. we might do and then we were talking about what we were dressing up as yeah it's a really good movie if i haven't made that clear but i'm very unsure of how to approach it while talking about it for this because there's so many really good formal things because mm-hmm. it's kubrick he's just such a perfectionist that we could just talk about the shot composition that could be an episode there we could talk about any specific thing and make a full episode but i think what in the end is gonna happen is just i love the movie and i'm gonna talk about like oh this was really cool oh this was really cool this kind of means this huh yeah and just kind of get caught up in it that way but one of the things i love about it is that it combines two very different types of horror which will be clear once we watch it but something first which is kind of unknowable similar to the michael myers one but more like in the haunted house aspect and something that is so every day in commonplace Mm -hmm. and it combines those two in such an unnerving way and that's what i i think what i love about it the most i don't think it's the scariest horror movie i was gonna say is this gonna ruin hotels for me forever no it's creepy (laughs) and it's unsettling for sure but i personally don't have any trouble going to sleep after watching okay i just think it's so well done Mm -hmm. and it does definitely create an unsettling atmosphere so don't think it's like oh just a walk in the park I'm, i'm sure people who are watching it for the first time yeah you're gonna get scared and a lot of people think it is kind of disturbing but in a very different way not in a way like saw five is disturbing right in a way that you just you feel uneasy and you kind of question things around you a little yeah. bit more, perhaps there's a um looking at a picture of the stanley hotel there's a hotel in uh southern bc that was an old residential school and i could totally see that hotel having like oh, yes. uh, like haunty. Did we stay there? We did. Yes. Yes, that was. And it's, oh, that place is super haunted. Super haunted. And for the second Spooktober pick, it's another Stephen King one. Ooh. But oh, and there is Samantha <laughs> saying mm-hmm, into, into a wine glass as she opened us. Um, for someone who's never actually read a Stephen King book, I. I think it's funny that we spent almost a month now doing Stephen King movies. And I'd never read the novel for The Shining until this year. Right. And I read it and I didn't really care for it. Hmm. I think the first half of it is good. Actually, the stuff that doesn't take place in the movie is is quite good. And Mm -hmm. he does some good character stuff there. But the main plot of this movie, when it gets to the kind of the fun stuff... I don't think it's very good. Hmm. And Stephen King very famously hated this movie. Really? And Stanley Kubrick very famously didn't give a fuck. (laughs) I love that. Stephen King wrote a draft of the screenplay. Kubrick never even looked at it. Wouldn't even read it. He's like, no, 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 I got this. And him and one other person wrote a screenplay. That's crazy. Okay, well. Best-selling horror movie or horror novelist of all time i'm not even gonna read what you have to say oh my god and he thought the book was like well he's, this isn't a good book but i can get something good out of it and he oh, did oh that's cool that's neat i'll um i do want to read both the exorcist and the shining i think the exorcist is a better novel yeah. but they're both they're both good i think shining is one of the better stephen king ones though huh, okay. i haven't read that many but right for what i've read i uh i can't wait yeah, you know what? I'm just going to sit here and talk about it the whole time unless you stop me. So I think 
We should stop. Yes. We should go watch either The Exorcist or The Shining. But for next week, we should definitely watch The Shining. Yes, go um, find a copy of The Shining. Is it available on streaming services or just from the library? None that I know of, but I'm sure it's on one of them. But it is such a classic movie that if you go to a library, if you go to, if people are still buying DVDs. Is that a thing? Well, I own it on Blu-ray, so I guess oh, okay. it's a thing. <laughs> okay, it's a thing. But get a, yeah, get a good cut of it. Listen to it with good surround sound. Turn off all the lights. Go into your dark basement and uh, hang out in the Overlook Hotel. Um, so The Shining is available on Amazon Prime Video with a Stars subscription. And it's another one that's going to be a real slow burn. I think this is probably the longest movie I've chosen for us. How long is it? It is just under two and a half hours. Oh, wow. So it's not quite like a Samantha length choice, but it's pretty long for me. What do you mean? What, Titanic and Thrones? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. And it's one that's going to take a while to uh, to build. Because remember how Halloween is such a slow build, and yes. that's only in 90 minutes. And it was like the last half an hour had all the stuff. Yeah, Shining is another one that's about the atmosphere a lot. Oh, okay. So it's a, it's a slow burn, but I'm going to stop talking. I'm really going to try hard to stop talking about the Okay, Shining. well, we're going to... I'm going to pour myself another glass of wine, and we're going to go and watch the... And you're going to fall asleep right away. <laughs> romantic comedy. Yes. <laughs> the Shining. <laughs> Well, we know what we're watching for next week. You have uh, six spooky picks between us. Oh, not six, because we both chose (laughs) Halloween. Five. But if you want to tell us your favorite Halloween-type horror movie or something spooky that you like to watch around this time, please let us know. And how can they do that? Uh, Well, you can tweet your favorite movies at us and maybe a good trailer at I-L-T-Y-S and the number two. Um, You can also find us at that same handle on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook at I love this you should too dash podcast. Um, or you can email us your favorite things, photos, any past Halloween costumes um, inspired by The Shining. And uh, our email is I love this, you should, and the number two at gmail.com. And I look forward to getting all sorts of emails. Turn off the lights, get cozy, and watch The Shining. Oh, yeah. That sounds like that's a great night right there. Yeah. Ooh. You guys are going to have so much fun. I'd love to hear also later from anyone who's never seen it and watches it for the first time because of us. I'd be so proud if I got someone to watch The Shining. We can share notes because this is my first time seeing it. Well, until then, goodbye and happy Spooktober. Happy Halloween. We'll see you next time. Spooktober. (laughs) I thought you were just going to say bye, but that works too. (laughs)